I am not an expert and I don't pretend to be one. I don't even plan on becoming one, but I reject the idea that you need to be an expert in order to speak on something because that's just going to convince people to not do the research, not speak up and allow things to happen out of ignorance. I start with that caveat because I'm going to be talking about Antifa. This is a word that I have heard used in news media for the past two months, but I had never taken the time to actually do the research and find out for myself, what is Antifa? So what is Antifa? Antifa is a name. Antifa is a moniker. It refers to a group of, well, let me be careful. It refers to decentralized autonomous groups throughout the United States who claim to fight fascism. And the very key about Antifa is that they share similar ideologies. Some of them are socialist. Some of them are Marxist. Some of them are communist. But more so than that, what they really share is the belief that direct action is much more effective than policy change at fighting fascism. And when I say direct action, I mean Antifa is known for doxing white supremacists. They are known for going where white supremacists are and breaking up their meetings. They are known for assaulting white supremacists in public. That is Antifa. Now, what is Antifa not? Antifa is not an organization. They are not an organization with a command and control center and a clear hierarchy. In fact, they hate hierarchy and they don't want anyone to know who they are. They want to remain anonymous. There is no one in a bunker in Seattle or Portland calling the shots and telling Antifa members to stoke violence in democratically run cities. Antifa is not a group. So where do they come from? Where do they come from? Well, the Antifa, the idea of Antifa comes from Europe and it gained the most prominence in the 30s and 40s in response to Hitler and the Nazi party. And the whole idea behind the direct action part of Antifa is that if there had been a group in the 30s and 40s that acted faster and more violently against Nazists, in the streets, they may have been able to quell the Nazi party and fascism in Germany before they had a chance to rise to power and wreak so much havoc, not only on Jewish people, but the rest of the world. And so you can trace the lineage of Antifa from Europe to Germany to like the punk rock scene in the UK and eventually to the United States where the United States Antifa grew in prominence after the election of you know who. So why am I talking about this? Why is Antifa on the top of my mind? Well, I've touched on this already. The biggest reason is because Antifa has been showing up in the news media a lot over the course of the past two months because of the Black Lives Matter protests, which were spurred by the murder of George Floyd, and also because the president has been using Antifa as a catch-all term for the boogeyman that the right and his administration in particular needs to fight. And they've even gone so far as trying to, or insinuating that they might, 
deem Antifa a terrorist organization. And can they do that? Does Trump have the power to do that? No, he does not. For two reasons. Number one, well, let me say this. He does not at the time have the power to do this. We'll see what happens. But he probably can't do this because number one, Antifa is... Oh, because there is no precedent for a domestic group being deemed a terrorist organization. And number two, and more importantly, while Antifa is domestic, its members exist and operate within the U.S., they are not an organization. They are not an organization. There is no top-down hierarchy. There is no command and control center in Portland or in Seattle or anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. They are not an org, so they cannot be deemed a domestic terrorist organization. But besides all that, besides deeming them a terrorist organization, he doesn't even need to do that. He could just call them a terrorist organization. What the right is trying to do with Antifa is they're trying to use the word Antifa as a catch-all term for violence. What they specifically want to do is two things. They want to lump Antifa and Black Lives Matter together so that they can call all of these protests violent mobs full of thugs who are looting and rioting and killing and trying to attack police officers, right? Because that does two things. One, it distracts from the cause of the protests, which are, and the right is going to hate me for this, mostly peaceful, peaceful protesters. It detracts from the cause of those protests, which is racism in America and also sexism and xenophobia and homophobia and all the things. It distracts from that and makes it all about the violence. And more importantly, it justifies the use of force by police and federal agents against the entire crowd. And so they're trying to use Antifa as a catch-all term to demarcate and describe everything that's happening in the streets as of now. So the question then becomes, what has been Antifa's role in the protests? And it's, it's unclear. It's unclear because it's really hard to know whether or not someone is a part of Antifa. This is a very secretive group. They don't want to be known. And even if someone ascribes to the ideology of Antifa, that doesn't mean they're actually a part of an Antifa cell like the Rose City Antifa in the Pacific Northwest. So it's really, really hard to know if someone is in Antifa and when it comes to violence and protests in general, it's really hard to understand what the beliefs and affiliations of any one person wearing a mask, throwing a Molotov cocktail are. Here's what we do know. If you look at the arrests generally across the last two months in America, protesters who have been arrested, there have been very few, less than 5%, cases of people being linked to Antifa, who also committed crimes of rioting and looting. My intuition is that when you think about all the people, all the opportunists that are using the protests as cover to commit violence, you probably have some Antifa. You probably also have some white nationalists. You probably also have some Black Lives Matter protesters, and you definitely have some police. So, lots of violence being committed, very hard to know, 
who is committing individual acts of violence and impossible to say that one specific group is responsible for the violence, which is exactly what the right has been trying to say, will continue to say, and will continue to continue to continue to say. And so it's complicated. It's really, really complicated. We know that Antifa has a larger presence in the Pacific Northwest, specifically in Seattle, in Portland. We can assume that some or at least a lot of the violence that is occurring in those cities is being committed by people who would consider themselves to be a part of Antifa. But it's it's important to note that Antifa, the way they think about themselves is their, their model is we go where they go. And what that means is the we is Antifa and they is white supremacists. So while they might be piggybacking on the Black Lives Matter protests, their main call to action is breaking up meetings of white nationalists. And while there may be some white nationalists at white supremacists at the Black Lives Matter protests, this is not the, the norm for Antifa to be going and, and, and creating violence at Black Lives Matter protests because they're more about trying to make sure white supremacists can't meet and can't spread their ideas. And so that just goes back to the original point, which is this shit is really fucking complicated. And it's hard to know what's going on when you're just a person who's sitting in their apartment and just reading and listening and watching things on the internet. I want to wrap this up by talking about how I think the next three months and potentially after that could play out. Because the reason that Antifa matters at all is because you have these you have violence in the streets, but then you have use of force by police and then also federal agents in some cities that is making the situation even more drastic and more out of control. And what's happening is you have individuals that are committing acts of violence. They are trying to burn courthouses. They're throwing Molotov cocktails. They're shining lights in police officers' faces. And you have those individuals that are doing that in large crowds, and then you have the police or the federal agents that are using those individual acts of violence as justification to call the entire crowd a riot, to say that the entire crowd is violent, and to use that as justification to disperse the entire crowd with tear gas and with rubber bullets, which is why you're, which is why we have outcry on Twitter and on the larger internet over so many different protesters just being violently opposed by police officers when they were being peaceful. They were being peaceful, but some other people were being violent and the police are using that as a justification to clear entire swaths of protesters. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. My hope would be that police officers, instead of trying to disperse the entire crowds, would try to arrest the individuals who are committing the acts of violence. And I'm not a police officer. I don't know how hard that is. I'm sure it's very, very hard. But here's my thing. That is the job of police officers, of agents, to try to find these individual people who are committing acts of violence and arrest them rather than using their acts of violence as justification for use of force against people who were literally just peacefully protesting. And the narrative on the right that Antifa is a group, that there is someone at the top who is calling the shots, that everyone associated with protesting is part of Antifa, is going to continue to be used as justification for use of force against peaceful protesters. And we're already seeing it. 
We're already seeing it. That is going to lead to more and more people wanting to get out in the streets, wanting to protest, which is going to lead to more use of force, which is going to lead to more protesters and more use of force and more protesters and more use of force. And you see where this is going. My fear is that either before the election or directly after it, there is going to be a fucking standoff that we will all remember for the rest of our lives. And I don't know where it's going to be, if it's going to be in D.C., in Portland, in Oakland, in Seattle, in L.A. I don't know if it's going to happen in every single city. But I know this is a problem, and I know that the right is going to try to say that it was Antifa that caused it as justification for whatever ends up happening. <laughs>